Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. This month we're talking all things home office organization. And today is actually National Organize Your Home Office Day. So how's that for amazing? I'm actually going to start with a story and we're going to do something a little different today. So just stay with me and uh, let's have some fun. So it's a beautiful, cold, sunny day in Fairfield, Connecticut. I'm bundled up in my running pants, winter coat, hat and gloves as I head out for my power walk. I love to walk outside, especially when it's sunny. After all, we've had so much rain here in Connecticut in the last few months. I can tell you if all that rain had been snow, <laughs> we'd be snowed until May. At any rate, I'm fairly certain, my love of the sun, that in a former life I was a plant or a cat. We live in your typical suburban neighborhood. Lots of little houses lined up like soldiers all in a row. But there's actually no one around because it's the middle of the workday. As I climb the hill, my first of many, I come across the most unusual lawn ornament in my neighbor's yard. I've never seen a lawn ornament there before, so I'm surprised by their choice of a large, incredibly lifelike turkey. I wonder to myself, why did they choose a turkey? And why in heaven's name did they place it right there in the middle of the yard? Perhaps they could have placed it in their garden or closer to the driveway. You see, I can't turn the creative design thing off. So I take a few photos because I just can't wait to show this to my landscape architect design husband. Then I enter into the cul-de-sac and I realize that it is not a very realistic tacky turkey lawn ornament. It is in fact a real live turkey because it moved. So never being one to mess with mother nature, I decided we'd be best to double back on my side of the cul-de-sac, far away from the very large, very live turkey, not lawn ornament. As I pass the turkey, he decides he wants to walk into the road. Or he just walks into the road. Why did the turkey cross the road? Oh, wait a minute. Wrong story. Perhaps he's just walking across the road because there's better food in the other yard. Or he's decided that he would really like to check me out and become friends. Or he knows that we had a sister for dinner just a few months ago, and he's coming for me to exact his turkey revenge. Oh, great. Magdala mind. Now I'm terrified. There's nobody around. I'm not at all qualified to deal with a turkey. Quite frankly, I'm not qualified to deal with much of any mid to large size wildlife. So I tell the turkey he needs to step back. I don't want to be friends, but he's determined. He continues toward me. I must say, through the fear, I'm fascinated by how graceful he is when he walks. 
wait, must not get distracted. I mean, I'm completely blown away by how much bigger turkeys are out here in the country than from the safety of my car. But I'm not in my car, and I'm 99.99% sure running pants are no defense against a pecking, vengeful turkey. It's time to run away. Run away! Run away! Monty Python and the Holy Grail reference. Surely you've seen it. No? Weekend homework for you. I look back from my run that I mention I don't run, and he's having none of that. He's now running after me. Oh, for heaven's sake, turkey, don't you get it? I stop to reason with him once again. I encourage him to move along to greener pastures. He may have used more colorful words, but apparently I have provoked his attention and he is not going to listen to reason. Now my fear is escalating. I yell at him to just back off and go away, but he continues his pursuit. I realize that whether I want to or not, I am going to have to run away from this turkey. By the way, turkeys look really cool when they run and they are much, much faster than I would have expected. The creative part of me very much wants to videotape Tom turkey running. The survivor part of me wants to get the hell out of Dodge. Sur survivorship wins. Sometimes the amygdala is our friend. I'm not lying when I say one of the happiest moments of my life was when I ran down the hill and turned the corner. That was a month ago and I haven't been back. I power walk in another part of my neighborhood. Thank you very much. So let's talk turkey. I really fear in the amygdala. And yes, we'll throw in some preparation too. In the great turkey event, my fear was of the unknown. My amygdala was screaming, run away. I'm sure you've all heard about COVID, also known as coronavirus. It is all over the news. Yes, there is a danger. And no, it's not a beer. I find when I'm feeling fearful that I feel much better when I prepare. I know I'm protecting my people as much as I can for whatever is to come. I breathe easier. I sleep better. Y'all know I'm all about a good night's sleep. And then I get back to my regularly scheduled life. So what does preparation look like to me? The number one thing I'm doing is washing my hands. I wash them and wash them and wash them. They are super dry. I'm trying to remember to use lotion much more often. So don't laugh. It's kindergarten time. We're all guilty of washing hands on the fly, myself included, except for the last two weeks. Wash your hands like you just chopped onions and need to put in your contact lenses. So here's how. You wet your hands, you lather the soap, you cover all of the surface of your hands, the palms, the backs, under the nails, between your fingers, and you scrub everything for 20 seconds. Sing the happy birthday song twice. If you're more hip, you may want to sing the chorus to Jolie. That's my personal favorite. Or the chorus to Toto's Africa. Rinse with clean water. Dry with a clean towel, a paper towel, or that annoyingly loud air dryer. Not a fan of the air dryers, but that's sometimes the only choice you have. Second thing I'm doing, I'm staying away from social media and the news as much as possible. There is just a lot of hype and misinformation. Fact is, fear and negativity sell newspapers and all other media. I'm selectively choosing which media I allow into my bubble, and I'm choosing what times of day I'm doing that. I'm sure you can imagine, I don't watch the news at night before bed because I want to sleep. I don't watch the news first thing in the morning. I've got work to do and a lovely meditative morning routine. I'm not messing up my zen. A morning routine is crucial to productivity because it's all about putting on your oxygen mask first. Speaking of masks, don't buy one. You don't need it. And you're keeping it from trained medical professionals who do. Also, unless you're a trained professional, you really don't know how to wear it properly. And that includes me. 
I caught a super nasty stomach bug on a flight during week eight of chemo. I was wearing a mask. I'm sure I wasn't wearing the mask right because someone on the plane told me how to fix it. I can assure you it still wasn't right and I still got sick. I got sick because of my hands. I'm guessing I touched something, the tray table or the armrest, I'm not sure, but then I ate a sandwich and I have no doubt in my mind that I got sick, not from airborne illness, but from my dirty hands. I should have wiped down my surfaces with an alcohol wipe, meaning the tray table and the armrest, and then thoroughly washed my hands, then eaten my sandwich, and not a minute before. So now when I'm on a train or something, not only do I wipe down the surface, what I also do is if that sandwich comes in a wrapper, I hold the wrapper and I eat from the wrapper, and I think that helps as well. If possible, buy hand sanitizer and wipes and wipe down surfaces. Both of these have to have at least 60% alcohol to work. If you don't want to pay the outrageous inflated fear-triggered prices, you can make your own sanitizer. You can use rubbing alcohol or a very high-proof vodka. Please look it up online. I don't remember exactly the proof. And you mix it with aloe gel. You can add a few drops of essential oil to scent it. I would personally prefer lavender, uh, but definitely ask people in your world who are, who are aware of things like essential oils because it's not my strongest point. I have to tell you a funny hand sanitizer story. <laughs> Last night, my husband laughingly said, I kind of bummed our daughter throughout her hand sanitizers. So she had nearly, I'm going to guess about 100 half-empty travel sanitizers, which she got from Bath and Body Works. And she got rid of them because she closed her slime business and just didn't need them anymore. So I actually laughed and responded that I had thought of it too. And I told the two of them, I think she should reopen her slime by the seat Etsy account and rebrand it as sanitizers by the sea. She can make a killing. Of course, I'm joking. And I was then too. I do understand that capitalism is alive and well but I think it's ethically wrong that people are charging so much for basic products that help keep us all a little bit safer. We are a society humans. We function best as members of a tribe. When we forget to take care of others in the tribe, the tribe fails. So let's remember to take care of others as we would want them to take care of us, which is really me just riffing on the golden rule. <laughs> and I think having a good sense of humor is a great strategy too. Next, don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. The first reminder was for you. The second and the third reminders were for me. I'm a face toucher. It's an absolutely dreadful habit when a virus is going around. I'm working on this. I'm really, really working on this. And hey, I may just be a better person when this is all over. Coming from there, it's best to stay healthy. You need to eat right, take your vitamins, get enough sleep, exercise, and reduce stress. The biggest one is you need to reduce your stress. And that's it for staying healthy in a nutshell. Next, stay home if you're sick, please. I understand you don't want to miss the school play. Your boss will be mad if you miss another day at the office. Your business will suffer if you miss the meeting. But for the love of all things holy, there are people out there whose systems are compromised. I was one of them. I did not have a strong immune system while I was going through chemo. So for the health and well-being of your fellow man and woman, and anybody in between. If you're sick, see a doctor if you need to, and then stay home. If you happen to be one of the people who has the mask and you're sick, wear the mask, please. I'll let you determine what warrants a doctor visit for your family. For our family, it's a high fever. 
I didn't used to run my kiddo in for a high fever until last spring. She got sick at her graduation and her fever was well over 103. I called the night nurse just for some advice because I thought, oh, no big deal. She's a kid. And then the nurse told us that our daughter is physically an adult and her fever was dangerously high. As in a get it down or go to the emergency room high. That was a scary evening and she was sick for two weeks. And yes, it was a virus. It was not COVID. It was last June. There is no medication that cures a virus. Only time, rest, Tylenol, popsicles, and chicken soup. My daughter will tell you, lots and lots of popsicles. So please, stay away from people when you're sick. If you must go out, you're the person who should wear a mask. Next, prepare, prepare, prepare. Nothing may happen, but something might. For me, I took my hurricane model, and I expanded it from four days to 14. So what does that mean? I have enough food in my freezer and pantry to feed our family for 14 days if we do have to quarantine at home. None of that food will go bad in the near future. It might mean we don't have fresh veggies for two weeks, so I filled my freezer drawer with frozen veggies that we like. I can add them to soups and stews. I stocked up on meats for the soups and for the grill. So long as we can get to the store, we're enjoying fresh veggies and salads because they're good for you. Remember, staying healthy is a good thing. I've got enough toilet paper, paper towels, and Kleenex for 14 days. You may think I'm crazy, but whether we quarantine or not, these items will not go bad and they will get used. And no, I didn't buy, you know, 40 packages of toilet paper. I bought four packages of toilet paper. That's certainly a comfortable amount for us for two weeks. And that was a few weeks ago, so I probably am needing to update it a little bit. Prescription. I've updated all of our prescriptions and I've been picking up 90-day supplies if it's at all possible. I'm also being much more aware of when my prescriptions are getting low. Gotta say, when this is all over, I am going to be a much better human being. I've stocked up on some basic over-the-counter cold items. I didn't buy out the stores, just one extra of each. All right, this is the uncluttered office, so let's talk about work. You're likely going to still have to work. But I do know that many companies and schools are preparing for remote work in school. Here's how you can prepare as well. For your kids, you can set them up with a homework area, which they probably already have, and that can be where they do their remote work. For your remote work, you'll want to make sure the documents you need to access are either in your briefcase or backpack, and I would suggest bringing them home every night. Kind of a pain for a while, but this is just sort of what we need to do. Ideally, those documents will be accessible from the cloud, and I would talk to your tech department about what your options are for any of that. Companies have very different philosophies on how information is shared. It's really important you check all that in with your IT folks. You'll want to set up a quiet, I say ish, spot in your home for your work because you might be home with the kids. If that's the case and there's no getting away with one of you having to watch the kids, maybe you and your significant other can alternate work hours. Your work spot can be at the dining table, a guest bedroom, the basement, or any underutilized room. Ideally, the spot you choose is behind a closable door. Be sure to have a proper ergonomic chair. For details on choosing one, listen in to last week's episode. You don't need much space. You can be efficient and productive with very little. If you're really struggling with it, I design home office spaces. I'll be happy to get on a Zoom with you and work with you virtually. Next up, travel. I've got friends who are running the gamut on this. Some have decided they are traveling no matter what, 
They might have to travel for business or they're just not willing to give up their vacation plans. And I get that. I also respect and honor people who have decided to cancel upcoming trips. I traveled about two weeks ago to my vacation home for a few days. I needed that time away and figured it was early enough that taking the train would be okay. I took my travel wipes and I was much more cautious about keeping everything clean, including and especially my hands. As of now, I have two trips planned where I must fly and I'm not canceling them yet. They are for later this spring and summer. I've just canceled a trip we had planned for last weekend. We are advised by our doctor that one of our family members shouldn't fly this time. Everyone will be fine. None of us is sick. I also felt strongly that it wasn't right of me to inadvertently catch COVID, then possibly take it to my parents who are seniors. I just can't do that. That's just me. I'm hoping that the reports of the virus do not, uh, that it doesn't survive the warm and humid weather, that those are accurate. I don't know yet, so please don't take my word as final. But I'm hoping that with the weather change, that this virus will chill down and we'll be able to take our trips. I'm still moving forward with any trip plans that I can do by car because I have some control over my environment in my car, quite a bit actually. Here's the key you do you. You'll know the best decision to make for you and your family. I trust you. Back to talking about shopping. Please don't stockpile stuff. Let's be considerate of each other. I did not score hand sanitizer in time. Uh, my cousin is shipping me a large bottle, and I've picked up travel size bottle, bottles for the on the go. In the short run, I just don't have hand sanitizer. I don't know what to say, but it is what it is. A few more random thoughts to think about. I asked my husband to be sure that the propane tank is, in, is full in case for some crazy reason deliveries aren't made. And it is. I made sure that our taxes are into our accountant. If you are suddenly ill, you are not going to want to be doing your taxes. I never want to do them, even healthy. I'd be psycho if I had to do them with a fever. So go ahead, get them done. Bottom line, am I concerned about this virus? Yes, I am. But I'm also concerned that in early March, my daffodils are coming up and my roses are just starting to show the first signs of buds. I'm concerned because our environment is changing. And with it, we'll probably have new viruses and other things we can't yet predict. I'm not sure what any of that means for us going forward, but I don't live in fear about it. I don't put my head in the sand. I read carefully and learn and I make decisions, hopefully with sound judgment. That's all any of us can do. And of course, we can honor and respect others who may have different approaches than we do. Above all, please don't let fear run your life. Take precautions, get prepared, always wash your hands, and watch out for rogue turkeys. Just kidding about that last one. Kind of. I'll wrap this episode up with this quote from Rainer Maria Rilke. Let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. I'm here to tell you. It will all be okay. It's okay to feel a smidge of fear, then prepare and just keep going. We're given one crazy life. Let's enjoy it. Until next time, wishing you all success. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.